Welcome everyone to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 68. Today we're going to be talking about Attack the Block and this special edition of Bad Cody Funky Podcast Movie Club. But before we get into this movie starring John Boyega and the rest of the cast you see here, we got some nerd news to get out of the way. So, yeah, the, uh, the first thing that I thought was really cool that has happened to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in quite some time, Ghost Rider is coming. Um, sorry, Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch fans. It is not either one of those. Uh, his name is Robbie Reyes. He's not like a real deal Japanese deal Ghost Rider. He's kind of like, like he's Ghost Rider only really in name, I think. Like based on like, I haven't read too many things with him in it. Uh, but based on what I was reading about him, uh, he is possessed by his evil uncle's, or his car is possessed by his evil uncle's spirit. And he has some really cool, like, he's got, like, the typical, like, flaming skull, but it's really more of, like, a metal skull, which is kind of cool. Kind of, like, more machine than men, I guess you would say. Um, he has, like, the chains. He has the knives. He's got the fire, right? We don't know if he has the pen and stare, uh, but he drives a Dodge Charger, of all things, instead of a, your typical motorcycle. So it looks pretty cool. Like I know he it can. Looks, it looks looks pretty badass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it what's it's interesting too is he cannot get hit by his own car. Like he just phases through it. So whoa. Yeah. So we like see some it, crazy like like like. So. Yeah. So like literally, like he's like like the the car will go through him and hit the person in front of him. That's awesome. like a weapon. That's like hmm. it's like it's like no friendly damage, which is team fire, which is wait. Awesome. So so can he control the car? Like or is yeah, he, he living he can, kind of like Christine, like a Christine kind of thing? Or so he can control the car with his mind. He can um, morph in with the car to become one. He can also drive the car. The trunk of the car, and this is in the comics. I don't know if they're going to do this in the, um, the the show at all. But the the trunk is actually a portal to wherever the hell he wants to go. Whoa. And he can put people in there, too, and take them wherever he wants to go. Like dimensional or just anywhere on our plane? Um, I don't know that answer, in all honesty. I think it's anywhere on our plane, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up some, at some point being dimensional. I'm yeah. really interested, too, because, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went down a really, like, inhuman path, right? We were talking about the Kree and how Agent Coulson survived with Tahiti and all that stuff. And then we went into the inhuman storyline, which I was really, really hoping would have like partnered in with the movies like i love the inhumans black bolt medusa um you know they're they're all fantastic so i wonder if he's gonna be affected by the terrigen stuff that happened in those fish oil capsules or if he is going to bridge the gap of the marvel like mystical universe which i know if you read the article at bad coyote funky um i wrote com, it they the the uh, they they <laughs> talked about that as well about the bridging of kind of that mythical gap with Doctor Strange and how we're getting more and more into that area. So I even saw something about Guardians of the Galaxy might be fighting a boss that is um, they didn't really know like they didn't really say a name, but they thought that maybe there would be some link between Guardians of the Galaxy two and Doctor Strange mm. as well, Whoa. which I thought would be pretty interesting. So That'd be, be awesome. Intergalactic, I, I, interdimensional, planetary stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> I see. It sounds like a Beastie Boys song, right? <laughs> yeah. I have this like dream where at the end of either Doctor Strange or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the post-credit scene is the beginning of uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, where instead of having Silver Surfer crash down into Doctor Strange's like house, it's like Star Lord. And he's just like, Thanos is coming. And that's it. That's my dream. Like, if that happens, I will pee myself, jump up, throw popcorn everywhere, and cheer all at the same time. So, <laughs> I have to go see that movie with you. Yeah. Whoever wants to come with me, beware. I'll, I'll bring ponchos. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much Ghost Rider. Um, I think, to your point, Vincent, it's going to be more of the bridging of the gap. Obviously, I wrote the article, so I said that on there. Uh, but they have to do that, right? Like, Doctor Strange is just so out of place at this point because the only magic we know is in Thor, which they say is just a really advanced, uh, like, machinery and science. Yeah, I just so wonder, though, if, in. like, I feel like it would be really interesting for them to introduce the world of mysticism in Marvel in a TV show, especially one that moved to the death slot uh, Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. is the kiss Ooh. of death for any TV show. Yeah. So, like, it's really weird for them to be doing that. Like... I now feel more that this was a oh we're we're 
running out of time. We have to do something, so let's bring a character into the fold. But being that the TV people can't really touch the movie people, it's like, all right, cool, we'll grab an IP that was shit on by Fox a couple of times. So yeah. let's yeah, grab. But Ghost it's, it's not the introduction of mysticism in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was Daredevil. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's more of a continuation. It's more of like a, hey, we're still doing this. Like, we didn't forget about that. And Iron Fist is coming up, too, which is pure mysticism. Yeah, but those are still considered the TV universe, which is not really part of the movie, the bigger, uh, you know, MCU with, you know, Captain America and Thor and, sure, like, the, sure. the movie like, universe. see them in there, yeah. They, they intentionally keep them separate. And that's why I think it's really interesting that Doctor Strange is hitting the big screen with all this mysticism stuff and while Daredevil kind of started to go there and Iron Fist will certainly go there, but Doctor Strange is coming before Iron Fist. So Marvel people will have been like introduced to like, Oh wow. There's this dude that literally like Doctor Strange single-handedly protects the earth from, you know, demons coming through and, you know, Dormammu yeah. is like the, the, the big dude there. So, um, should be, uh, should be interesting to see how they play off with this, uh, with the Ghost Rider. Yeah. So you're saying that there's no Nick Cage. No, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. What if? Imagine though. So imagine if like Nicolas Cage makes a cameo. He comes like, out of the trunk. Like what the? It, it, what it confirms that like the original Ghost Rider movies are still canon? He's looking <laughs> no! for his last paycheck. <laughs> so that's where he's been this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> covered in bees. He's covered in bees for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of reasons, uh, for for reasons un unknown, well, some reasons unknown, kind of speculatory. Uh, Kingdom Hearts has been uh, delayed until January seventeenth. Well, Kingdom uh, Hearts two point eight. We still Kingdom have Hearts time two point eight. So don't get yeah. Uh, Square Enix can't count to three, and I hate they it. Can't. It's like oh, we got <laughs> we got Kingdom Hearts two point five, two point six, and now like two point eight. When they showed us uh, more clips and more stuff from Kingdom Hearts three, it's like wait. But hold on, we have 2.8 coming out. It's got some, uh, like, two new stories. And, like, one of them is uh, uh, Dream Drop Distance, which I think is from uh, the, the, the handheld. And then we got two stories that are that are completely new. But it's like, who cares? Just give me part three already. Mm -hmm. I'm a mm -hmm. huge Kingdom Hearts fan ever since. You know, like, we, we played it in college, Greg, and it was a really good time. But oh, that was uh, such a good game. Yeah, so or the rumor mill is uh, uh, so Square Enix put out a statement saying, well, the reason why it's delayed is because the development team was helping out with Final Fantasy 15, which I don't know, like, I don't know why that has anything to do with Kingdom Hearts when it should be different development teams and it's not even Kingdom Hearts 3, it's 2.8. But then that's the statement they released and I read it and it doesn't make any sense to me. My brain is turned to poop, so I, I have no so idea. So then if, if half the team is working on... Is working on Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and the other half is working on Final Fantasy. Who's working on Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> that's, right? the, that's the question. That's the question. Like, Who oh, wanted Kingdom Hearts 2.8? I think this no is one. the first time I've ever seen a remake get a remake. It's like, all right, we're going <laughs> to HD remake Kingdom Hearts 2 for everybody, and now we're going to remake the remake to make it extra remakey. But we're but, still not going to give you what you wanted. Square Enix, fuck you. You never give us what we've wanted. Exhibits leading the charge on that. Does is two in two point eight? Because I was under the assumption it was Dream Drop Distance and like some cutscenes. From what I read, it is Dream Drop Distance and like two, and two other like new stories. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it is actually two. But I think that's no, why they're calling it, it two point eight because they're like, well, it takes place like after in within yeah. that kind of whatever. Because like <laughs> I'd be okay if they did a remake of a remake if they did like a PS4 port of Kingdom Hearts one and two. Because I just fucking play those. That's right? what I'm looking yeah, for. Fine. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 had, like, what, a three-hour introduction? That's cool. That's plenty of time for me to, like, dive back in. And by the time I'm done with that, I'll probably be, like, 45 and maybe Kingdom Hearts 3 got an official release date. That got delayed. I don't know. But at least <laughs> it would be some time to, like, jump back into the world and ref refresh myself. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't know who's in charge over there who's just like, you know what we should do? We should stretch this thing out until 3 is ready, which which is fine. But, yeah, they should just do what you said, Greg. Release 1 and 2, you know, on, on current gen systems. Not like, oh, let's put in these other stories that may or may not matter to uh, to the actual, you know, like, like let's say, let's call them episodes, like Star Wars, uh, yeah. Part 3, 1, 2, and 3. Even though they said, like, one or two of the handheld versions actually continues the story. It, it, I, they, they Stop it. Stop it, Square Enix. Who's it. in charge over there? I just, I still don't think I could be completely satisfied with the remake of a remake. Like, 
you're gonna you put out Kingdom Hearts 2.5 on the PS3, and um, did it come out for Xbox 360? No, no, it was, it was only on PlayStation. Yeah, I didn't think so. So now you put out this like 2.8. Like I still wouldn't have even been satisfied for you to remake a remake. Like just. I don't know, man. Square Enix, get your stuff together. Like, get your heads out of your butts and just start... Like, you're wasting time developing this 2.8 when you could be putting those resources into developing 3. Like, just do that. And what's crazy is that they have put time and resources into making 2.8 because you have these two new stories, which which the uh, it, it, it looks cool. It looks really cool because it's updated graphics. And also you have Dream Drop Distance, which was ported over into these current gen systems. So it's just like, wait, why are you guys spending all that time doing that? Just just work on three and put that out. Like, why are you, you know, did, like, uh, that's what happened to with Bioware and Mass Effect. They had different people working on, on different things, working <laughs> on other IPs. And that's why Mass Effect 3 in the beginning wasn't wasn't as good as, as everyone hope because the team was split yeah. and they're trying to work on different things when all we wanted was just mass effect 3 and a good story good combat everything and they're just like well sorry it didn't turn out that way we were doing other things that we hope you would enjoy <laughs> it's, it's uh it's just a little disappointed to see that they gave you gave us an excuse that like oh yeah we're pulling people from kingdom hearts 3 to work on final fantasy 15 when that also got delayed so mm-hmm. that math doesn't exactly compete with me <laughs> yeah, um and it just gives me an ice cream headache all the time so it's that common core they're teaching these yeah yeah exactly i I view like now square enix like i view it as i viewed when james cameron was talking about avatar it's literally one man james cameron working on a computer making avatar (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's one guy square enix who's making final fantasy and one guy who's making kingdom hearts and then now that one guy because you know kingdom hearts is kind of being pushed out now there's two guys working on final fantasy and no one <laughs> I remember when he did that presentation at, at the Ubisoft conference a long time ago where James Cameron was just on stage talking about like the Navi yeah. and this and that. And people were like, what the hell is he talking yeah, about? James like, Cameron, so we all got to listen. I don't know, whatever. Buy stocks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's here, whatever. I don't know. Here, I don't know. That's what I feel about this. I don't know. And uh, speaking of delays, The Last Guardian is also being delayed until December of this year or, ne- or next year? Uh, this, uh, December. Just de- <laughs> December. <laughs> Just December. Angel. That's a December, safe way to do it. Coming soon. Coming a holiday season. <laughs> do you guys want to take bets on what comes first, Kingdom Hearts 3 or Last Guardian? Let's go around Ooh. the table. Let's take some bets. Let's go over under, yeah. I'm hoping Kingdom Hearts comes first because that's the yeah. one I'm dying for. Last Guardian, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it, but I'm not as excited. I, I was like, excited like, a, long, a long time ago for, for Last Guardian. I mean, yeah, I, 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 love, I love that team, and I love Shadow of the Colossus, one of my favorite games of all time. But, yes. oh, man, it's taking so long. So long for this to come out. Seriously, like, if you're going to re- announce the release of a game that literally people... It's like almost... Like, it's What's funny is that these pretty, these two games mirror each other, in my opinions. Like, if you're going to wait so long to announce a game that every single E3, somebody's like, oh, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year, and you finally then tell people that, hey, look, we're coming out, and then you delay, like, you have to be a special kind of fuckboy to do that. Like, seriously. I just You heard it here first, dude. Oh, like, if you're not even sure that you can get The Last Guardian out on time, you do not announce it. You mm-hmm. do not announce it if you're not even think that you can hit your deadline. Like, just don't. Just, it's not worth it at this point. Like, oh, would God, you prefer God. this over over something like Destiny, though, Vincent? Where, like, you're getting your your DLC every what six to nine months now, uh, with the hype hammer and like uh, that's not <laughs> the right word for it, isn't it? Um, no, I don't know. Like, I'd rather them just do it right, like, and just you know keep tickling us a little bit and kind of giving us that little false hope, but then eventually release something complete. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I just get disappointed that these companies should have a better idea of their roadmap, and like, mm-hmm. I just feel that it wouldn't. It's not great business to constantly go to these events and market these grand ideas without having like a solid foundation of where you're really at. Now, I get. That video game development is like, I'm not a software developer. I know coding is a very difficult thing. It's a very difficult job. But like, have a better idea of your product roadmap and where you live before you start announcing stuff that's like so, like, like people have been waiting for, like, when did Kingdom Hearts 1 come out? 
Oh my I god! I want to think about it. I like. I think I was like twelve. Like legitimately, I think it was like fifteen years ago, right? Like something crazy like that. Like it's insane. I feel yeah. like they're doing uh, Kingdom Hearts two, like re-releasing that. That way, like by the time you're finally done with that intro section, like they'll be ready to release Kingdom Hearts three because that thing was forever. <laughs> 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 And how much you want to bet Last Guardian is just because the PlayStation Pro, they're like, all right, now we got to make it 4K. Back, oh, to, back oh, to the drawing board. It. Back to the drawing yeah. board. That's it. Now that's we got to make it VR. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll god. be out in 10 oh, years. That'll be amazing. Oh, my God. Even if, uh, even if they just, just like scrap it and be like, you know what? Shout out to the Colossus 4K <laughs> VR. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. That would be oh, the Make it happen, game industry. <laughs> oh, man. And there, there are some companies too that always get delayed, like like um, Rocksteady, always with the Batman delays, always. And every time it happens, I'm always like disappointed, and I'm like I'm surprised, yeah. like an idiot. It's like <laughs> Arkham Asylum got delayed, and I was like, all right, that, that's going to be worth it. You know, hopefully it'll be good. And we know it was good. Arkham City got delayed. Okay, I know Arkham Asylum was good. I know they're going to take their time. It's going to be good. Awesome. Then Night comes out, and then that gets delayed, and I'm just like. Well, it's, it's like I feel like someone keeps on punching me and like I should see it coming and I don't. And then the HD remake for PlayStation 4 gets delayed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like another punch. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, you need to have a better idea of what you're doing over there. Like, I just it's it's that it's that publisher pushing deadlines that developers yeah. can't meet. And like, that's the big issue is that publishers publishers have marketing things while, you know, developers have the actual course of action so it's you have one hand writing you know one hand cashing checks that the other one or writing checks the other one can't cash like it's Mm -hmm. just it just gets so frustrating day in and day out like or year in and year out we deal with this as video game fans and it's like what other industry do you know constantly it'd be like if the iphone's like tim cook came out Sorry, guys, we're not actually launching the iPhone tomorrow. <laughs> Screw you, right? Like, no other industry does that. But And that's why I just get so frustrated because it's like, nope, we're completely fine with that. Like, we do it all the time. Like, the video game industry has gotten into this commonplace of, like, publishers marketing, hyping, going through this cycle because they have, you know, numbers to hit. They have shareholders to pay off. And then developers can't deliver. So it's like, then who looks bad? Like... Activision's not going to ever go out of business, but you know who could? Bungie. Like, they could go out of business if they don't put out the game that they want to put out. Like, you know, like, then they just bleed out these poor developers and the publishers are just killing it, man. I just, I'm getting so frustrated with the video game industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine if if uh, if Tim Cook did delay anything? Apple, like, we're supposed to have a presentation on this date, and then it comes closer to say, oh, we're actually pushing it back, and then they keep pushing back. People would be like, what? What's happening to Apple? People would be opening up their faces and just right? <laughs> in the streets, and they're like, what's happening? And then, you know, it'll be like news stories about Apple going down, there's no more vision, and all this other stuff, and it, it'd, it'd be a show. It'd be an absolute show, but for some reason, the gaming industry, it's still not taking that seriously, I don't think, and I wonder if it's because, like, the publishers and the marketers, and uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say the, the, the devs, but, but the money involved in, in moving all this stuff, they're just like, ah, I mean, in the end, this is for, you know, this gaming community, whatever, they're not going to riot, they're not going to, whatever, we'll, we'll put it out when it gets put out, all right? Oh, we'll riot. The date. Yeah, and and, and it's happened. Like, you know, a lot of gaming companies, like especially the devs and the community managers of these production houses, like see all the emails and all the blasts and all the YouTube videos. Oh, my God, this game is crap. It was rushed and all this other stuff. Mass Effect, I mean, case in point. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next topic real quick. We've got two more things we want to get out of the way. Uh, Bioshock, it's kind of funny. So the Bioshock collection has come out for PS4, Xbox One. Uh, it includes uh, Bioshock 1, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite, and all of the story-based DLC that comes with it, right? Um, so naturally, people are going to be grabbing it. They want to stream it. It might be their first time playing it. They want to play it with a community, have that good thing. Too bad if you don't have a capture card and you're on the PlayStation 4 because you cannot. You get that uh, that censored, um, you know, be back in a moment, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, screen where it's just like the bricks going, foop, foop, foop. Um, don't know why it's, it doesn't seem like it's happening on Xbox One, which is very interesting. Um, interesting, yeah. 2K has kind of responded, kind of by saying something along the lines of, "Well, you just can't do it now." 
is is their basic attitude. It's like, yep, yeah, sorry, it's just not happening. <laughs> you had your chance with PS3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is kind of a bummer. And people are still streaming it um, on Twitch. I, again, probably not for for PlayStation 4 unless they have a capture card. But it's just interesting. Like, in, in this day and age, when someone streams a game, especially like an older one like Bioshock, even though it's a remake, it gives more press to the game. In Everyone knows the story. Everyone knows what would you kindly means. Like it's it's been out forever, and especially around like you know the Massachusetts area because that's where it was created uh, in Quincy. It's just like it's just it hits home. And I see Ken Levine wander on the streets sometimes, or wander in a parking lot acting like he lost his car. I think he's lost what? his mind. Uh, Do you see him just kicking a can and just walking around? Oh, oh, dude, yeah. So I've seen him a couple times wander in the parking lot. I, I think he lost his car. Yeah, <laughs> and I the, that parking lot is not large enough for him to have lost his car, and so I don't know what he's doing. He's looking for Rapture, I guess. Who who knows? Looking for people to join him in Rapture because he thinks he's Andrew Ryan. I don't know. Uh, other other PS4 news. Uh, the big PS4 update. I think it's the 4.0 for the dashboard happened. So if your muscle memory is hold down the PlayStation button, go all the way down to power off. You'll have to relearn a couple new things. They moved that all. Um, it is more akin to the Xbox 360, like the, the slides off the Xbox side. off. I mean, PlayStation off. <laughs> <laughs> they have that too. They've had that for a while though. Um, the, the slivers, it all comes off from one side of the screen or the other. Uh, you can program in the order of things if you want. So you can have like music, friends, power options, order it however you like. Sharing looks a little bit different. The menus are different. There's a big update. If you haven't updated your PlayStation, you're going to like be jumping in Destiny or something anytime soon. You've been forewarned. Update your system. It didn't take me long. It took me like 20 minutes to top. Yeah, and, and I think it's faster now to navigate around. It's yeah. so much quicker. Like I was playing the, the For Honor uh, Alpha today, and people were sending me invites, and I was bringing in parties and moving things around, and it was so much quicker. I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's like a placebo effect, but it does seem a bit faster. I was asking the people, I'm like, do you think it's faster, or we just get a new aesthetic? So they're like, no, I, I, I think they, uh, you know, they just, you know, like did something cool with the firmware yeah. and, you know, did some kind of engineering mumbo jumbo and now it's faster and better and cleaner <laughs> optimized I mean, they know what they're working with now the, the other thing you could do too is you can make folders for things now which is cool dude people have been making the funniest folders like, oh yeah like what <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's pretty weird so you know how there's like this weird like like color scheme aesthetic in gaming where it'll be like an orange and blue like like cover for uh for for a box art or something like that so people will just make folders of orange and blue games and it's just all these orange <laughs> and blue titles like <laughs> firewatch and like all sorts i'm just like what it's so weird or uh there's like um serious man gaming and it's just like battlefields you get the battlefield surgery running uh walking and it's like the hitman guy uh -huh. and it's just like all the the crazy uh, all the box art where it's like serious dudes like Call of Duty, Hitman, Battlefield. <laughs> just like Some people serious, too much time. serious man gaming. That's that's too much time on your hands. I love the internet. No, it's so good. I love the internet. So much like, time. Yeah. And then uh, what was it like someone put like a uh, super fun time or something like that? And it's all it's like super Meat Boy and like super whatever games that begin with super. And it's, it's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. So you can make all these folders now. But yeah, they 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 totally co totally copied Xbox. It's like someone at someone at Sony was like, oh, this works pretty well. Why, why don't we do this? Why, why are we doing this? Hey, come here. You, come here. And then they did it. And now it, work, now it works great. Now it just works. Works great. I think it's a bit it's a bit cleaner though. Like uh, I was helping like uh, set up a friend's Xbox, and it's it seemed like like adware. It was weird. I was trying to navigate through it, trying to help him get everything set up, and I was just like, oh, I don't I don't, I don't have an Xbox One, so let's see where everything is. I'm like, wow, this, yeah, I don't know. yeah, it seemed yeah. like adware. The the Xbox is is a bit slower in terms of the UI. Yeah, I've yeah navigating around that was was weird compared to the PS4. Yeah, I still yeah. don't. Like, I've had my Xbox One since the Titanfall bundle came out, and I still don't really know how to use it. I just kind of turn it on and play a game, and I'm like, well, that's all I can do. <laughs> Want to add a friend? Like, too bad. I guess. Every PC <laughs> gamer is just like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we can play Uncharted, so. I don't <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. That was an unintentional dig at Vincent. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Now I got a buddy who's like a PC game release. I'm like, oh yeah, I was Uncharted, and he he loves he loves like he loves Naughty Dog. I was hoping to uh, be really into No Man's Sky and buy a PlayStation, and get back into that, but Ooh, too soon. I still like No Man's Sky. I don't care what people say. All you got to do is get like a Guardians of the Galaxy theme soundtrack, and you just feel nice. like your Star Lord. <laughs> and you're just like 
mining throughout and like the tediousness just adds to it because it's like yeah all i can do is really mine things and find artifacts but like man when you got fortunate sun playing in the background you don't even care <laughs> You're just like, this is this is the rough neck neck life that uh i only know that's all i can do is collect iron <laughs> leave and then leave i got the black lung pop <laughs> yeah, I love that you did that on your uh, stream, twitch.tv slash Greg. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I was like, is that Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack? But it works so well, yeah. absolutely so well. It so and it was perfect. just so chill. And, you know, it really added something to, to No Man's Sky. I think, it, I think it made it a bit more entertaining. You know? Oh, yeah. Like when, you, when you're listening to some Credence and you're jumping out of the atmosphere, it's just like, it's just cool. It's just cool, man. Uh, but that's everything we have to get out of the way. Everyone stay tuned for the main portion of the podcast as we jump into Movie Club, Attack the Block. Hello, hello, and welcome to issue number 68, Movie Club, or the Bad Caddy Funky main portion of the podcast. Tonight, we have some very special guests joining us. We have Jason. Hey, hey. We have Chris. Hey, bruv. <laughs> and of course, joining us, we have Vincent. Hello, hello. And Sergio. Hey, hey. And I will be your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Um, guys, so if this is your first time listening to one of our movie club podcasts, and it's possible it is, we haven't done one in quite some time. What we do is when the news kind of dries up a little bit and there's nothing really too crazy going on in the nerd world, we like to kick on back and throw on a movie that we haven't watched in a while. And maybe that some of these fine gentlemen haven't had the privilege to see yet either. Uh, usually one member of the podcast crew picks it and we all kind of get to watch it. So this week this time around i picked attack the block for many a reason one of them john boyega stars in it so we all know him now as finn from star wars and it's just cool it's just a fun fun movie uh executive produced by many people but one of those included edgar wright and we have our nice nick frost cameo as well Guys, if you could describe, like, I remember I was, I was talking to Jason about this. Uh, he's like, well, what is Attack the Block? And I tried to describe it in two different movies, and I feel like I didn't do it too good of justice. I said it was kind of like space gremlins that land in the hood of <laughs> England. So, like, how, how would you describe it? Give me a better explanation, because I have no idea. It was a Neighborhood Watch, but... A little bit more adult, which is okay. weird. But yeah, that like, I don't know if any of you saw that Ben Stiller movie with oh, yeah. Neighborhood Watch. It, it, like that was hilarious. This came out before that one did, I believe. I'm pretty sure yeah. this came out yeah. uh, a couple years ago. That one came out like a year or two ago. It was a little bit newer, but literally when I was watching it, I'm like, oh my god, this is just kind of like a more misfits and i really like british shows so there's a show that i used to watch called the inbetweeners uh, that oh, was yeah. on netflix that's and good the inbetweeners is a fantastic show and i just saw the that neighborhood watch meets the inbetweeners hmm. that's actually the second time i've heard neighborhood watch referenced with this because we were talking about that too and um, i don't remember who it was but i was like yeah it's like, kind of like neighborhood watch and you're just like yeah Okay, yeah, so with aliens and the stuff, but I don't know. I didn't really like that movie too much, so I guess I'm just like I thought. It, I thought it was funny. It had some good moments. It had you know some moments made for Muggles, but for the most part, I think it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else have a better? Well, as a new as a new viewer to this movie, um, I think it was really great to see the origin story of how Finn had a um, you know really enlist as a stormtrooper um, because he was a thug. <laughs> Because of this movie. Yeah. yeah um, no, it's cool, though. I mean, it's it's aliens. It's fuzzy, uh, you know, black dog-like creatures with green teeth um, and Naruto references in it, too. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was so great. I love that. It's like, go back and play your FIFA and watch your Naruto. Yeah. yeah that was great. Yeah, they described my life. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> the creatures look like they belong at a Ben 10. 
Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They literally look like that. What was his name? Like, wild beast, beast thing, whatever, that dog form that he had. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. Like, I love the design in it. I loved how, like, like they just made, like, these things. Like, their fur was just black. There was no, like, hue. There was no <laughs> shadow. There was no highlight. It was just, yeah. like, it was just, like space. Abyss. And I love that they uh, they harped in there too when when John Boyega uh, killed one. Then they're like, "Oh my God, man, it's black! It's blacker than black, man! Look yeah. at this!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was also it's really blacker cool. than my cousin. This, this, this whole movie t- takes place in London, so if yeah. you hear bad accents, that's why. And everybody <laughs> lives in Europe. It was also really cool to see um, not just John Boyega, but um, the kid who plays the second half of Firestorm and. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I had no idea he was he was English. Me neither. I was yeah, so me yeah. neither. I was so familiar. And I'm like, who is this? And I think the kid's name's like Franz um, Drame is his name. I, I'm probably butchering it, but yeah, it was really cool to see that. And I was like, I know what this this kid's in. No, that that's got to be an accurate accurate way to say his name. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I I didn't even realize that was him until you just said that too. Oh really? Oh, yeah, wow. I didn't even yeah. like. I was like, "Oh, look, it's Firestorm." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to find out with these actors that have accents because you all—I don't know—for some reason, you know, maybe it's because it's America. We think, "Yeah, America's number one, everything." Yeah. Anyway, when you find out they have accents, you're like, "Really? What? That's interesting." Like one of our buddies didn't know that John Boyega was English until he saw an interview. He was like, yeah. "Why is he speaking like that?" I'm like, "Dude, he's from England." Like, <laughs> That's why, his why voice. You, what a stupid question. You sound yeah. like you're from London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I like the creature design. They're like as black as space, but they have these like like glow in the dark black light teeth yeah. and very yeah. cartoony yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's her name too? Um, Jody Whitaker. Whitaker. I'm acting like I'm saying this off the top of my head. For and for those of you who are listening on iTunes afterwards, for our, as long as you know, I know this name, and I'm not looking at my phone right now. Uh, but she was on Broadchurch as well. For anyone who who Dude, dug, dug into that, she you was stole the mom. my thunder. Yeah, I thought yeah, I was like the right. only person that's seen that. Nope, I have. I almost I'm shit my pants when I saw it. I've seen at least season one of that. I know. Season two sucked. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, did it? I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> and the American version sucked. I heard that. Yeah, I heard the American version was Which not. Which show is this? Broadchurch. Broadchurch. David Tennant. Starring David Tennant. Do you not know? Are you I'm going to bro- just do that all Brothel time. Church? Broad Church? Broad Church. So it's about... Uh, we're getting real off topic now. Brothel wow. Church is, is a way like different show. Brothel Church. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like Arrested Development. Are you saying beads or bees? Beads, Michael. Yeah. Beads. Yeah, beads or bees? <laughs> yeah. um, no, Broad Church is a... What was Broad, it? Eight, Broad, nine, Broad Church. 13 episode um, BBC show about what happens to a town when a small child gets murdered or is found dead. Oh, um, I heard of that. So it has David Tennant. It has uh, Arthur Davril, who plays Rory, and also plays Rip Hunter on, um, what do you call it, Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It has, actually, it's a lot of uh, Doctor Who alum, yeah. which is cool. And it has this woman, Jodie Whittaker, um, that stars as the mother. And she's actually does really good in that. And I forgot, like, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Finn. Oh, yeah, it's her. And it's like, this is, this is just cool. <laughs> Um, what was interesting too about the the creature design, kind of bringing it back to that, is the the female. So the first one they see that like scratches Finn, and they just decide just like kill it because that's just the natural scratches Finn. <laughs> it, it, it's literally just his like, name is Moses. In is that movie. why his yeah, uh, stormtrooper mask has that blood on there? It's because yeah, because <laughs> I see way too many throwbacks at this point. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Tinfoil mm-hmm. hat. Mm-hmm. Um, un- unofficial prequel to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like the, the female is white, right? And very defined in terms of the, the details on her. And so smaller. I, that, was, that was pretty interesting. Considerably smaller, right? Like the size of like, what, a small dog versus the size of like a pit bull. Hmm. Or even like closer to like a bear. And they move very interesting too. Like they move like raccoons. Like when they were on like the the roof and kind of like slinking down. Oh yeah, very raccoon feel to and me. They, they, and they charge at you like, like gorillas, but it's it's yeah. crazy how uh, this whole movie starts starts off. I mean, if if you didn't know what this movie was about, it, it, I think I think that would have been fun. Just show this movie to someone who doesn't know what it's about whatsoever. Just have them sit down and watch it. So it looks like it's about like like a London street gang or just UK's the street gang or whatever uh, in England. And, you know, they're robbing this girl or whatever, and then uh, they're, they're sticking her up, and all of a sudden this meteor thing comes out of the sky, and it crashes into this car, but it's not a meteor, it's a creature. 
And uh, John Obrega, who plays Moses in this movie, gets scratched by it. And then, uh, you know, all these other creatures start following. And they're like, we have to protect this town, man. Like, this is all block, man. We, like, this, you're attacking the block, man. And then <laughs> like, and there's bronze over there. Now they're going to do Oh, God. America, we butcher everything. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, uh, Jason, you were saying uh, you were new to this movie. So this, this is your first time seeing yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Well, what did you think of it? I thought it was great. Um, it was... It was definitely like it, like you mentioned. It's not what I expected it to be at all. Um, when we started describing what the movie was at first, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, a little bit of like uh, you know Neighborhood Watch," but I was happy that it wasn't Neighborhood Watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Very much so. Yeah, it, it's funny that you mentioned that as well, Serge. That they go from like being like almost like street gang to kind of holding the neighborhood together and uh, kind of being noble. You know, it's one of those four or five moments, if you will, uh, where you can turn into a hero. Um, no, it was it was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Nice. And uh, and Christopher, have you seen it before this uh, movie club? So this is actually my first time seeing it. I had a few people Ooh. say you should watch it, <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, let's check it out. Why not? Um, I had very little idea what it was about. I was like, John Baiga, aliens, British, nothing to lose, <laughs> <laughs> zero things to lose. <laughs> It kind of felt like if um, if Guy Ritchie wrote a movie about kids with Nerf guns finding aliens. <laughs> kind of, I'm, I'm all about that. That's awesome. It, it was just it was so cool. Like I like every time I watch, I think about it. It's think about the evolution of the characters. We see them and they're they're mugging a woman, and you're like, oh, these like these like characters over here, these dipshits over here, right? They're just like hooligans. Like who cares? And then you see them afterwards. You see like the the impact of what they have on her, right? And she's like upset. She can't even walk the streets at night. She's she's very traumatized. And these guys are just like, hey, bro, we got a credit card. Oh, it's a nurse. Like, hey, why are you robbing poor people? Like, come on. And they're just like having a good time. And why does that guy sound like he's from Jersey? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's my British accent. It's Jersey. It only gets better. Um, Do you think that's what we sound like? <laughs> That was pretty good. Vincent stole my the Paul Rudd one that I always do. Thanks, Vincent. I guess yeah, they had that coming. Um, but so they do that, right? And then you start realizing these are kids. These are not like you can't tell them when you first see them, right? They're they just look like thugs with masks and everything. And you're like, yo, they're like 15. They don't know what they're doing. They're just like trying to get money to buy Xbox games is what they're doing right now. And they're on this very like distinct path into becoming actual like criminals and drug dealers and whatever, but they're not quite there yet. They're just a bunch of pals hanging out, having a good time. And you start to see this evolution as the aliens start happening. And it's funny that this like extraterrestrial threat is what changes John Boyega from becoming potentially the next like drug kingpin of his block into the hero. Because we see it too, like when they go, they put the, the, the female in like the weed closet. It's like the safest place <laughs> on the block. And you see, it, he's just like, yeah, which is like ridiculous. And like Nick Frost's hair is just like nuts in this. Like he's <laughs> so out of place. And like this, this crew. Um, but you see like the, the, the handoff, like, yeah, you know, make 300 off of this and come back and see me. And he's like, yeah, all right, bro, I got you. And he's doing his thing. And he just like, just goes this completely different path so it's like it's the death of a potential villain but the birth of a hero which i think is just fucking it's just great storytelling absolutely me. now now what was, was there a stand-up moment for anyone in this movie so something that you thought was really interesting or something that you thought either you know told a story or or what what what, what made it uh what was a good breakout moment in this movie for any of you when the dog died i never like when dogs die oh uh, right. yeah i know the feels the feels. Oh, I liked yeah, when Dennis grabbed myself. the uh, the katana sword, and I was like, "What is this oh, kid yeah. doing with a sword <laughs> and a Vespa? <laughs> this is like Akira Junior going to fight Men in Black aliens." And he and he had the whole set, you know. Yeah. He had like the, the the three three set. He had the, the main sword, secondary sword, and the one for uh, for Suicide. Why did he leave the what? other ones? Clearly, other people could have used large knives. But <laughs> I, I love how he like he goes for one of them. He goes for the smaller or the middle one. He goes nah nah, and he goes back and like puts it back and gets the bigger one. Yeah, it's like, I was like, what? Just, just take them all. Yeah, you, yeah. You have enough room. 
Yeah, I, I love how they all go back to, to arm themselves and like their, their parents are like, or, or whoever's taking here, like, what the hell are you yeah. doing? I'll be back, mom. Okay, we'll do your homework. Okay, mom, I'll be back. Right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that moment definitely, like I mentioned earlier, when uh, he's talking to the, the younger kid, um, and he's like, go back inside, go, you know, do your homework. Uh, watch Naruto, and I was like, "Wait, watch Naruto?" I was like, All right, I rolled it back a little bit just to make sure that he said that. <laughs> That's and I was said. like, "Okay, cool, yeah, I get it now." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did say that. Believe, believe it. it. Yeah. Ah, no, uh, I did it. No. I did it. No podcast over. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks Shut for tuning in. Shut it all down. <laughs> I was also really surprised, actually, uh, not just the dog dying, but I was really surprised when um, the kid that was wearing the helmet got killed like poor Dennis yes I wasn't really expecting anybody in the crew to die helmets don't always so I was lives. really really shocked when his head just got like ripped off he was like, the barb in the <laughs> yeah he was the barb, barb. Oh. poor barb rest in peace oh it was uh, it was a pretty pretty brutal scene too because it it didn't really show it kind of did like a Hitchcock thing it did show blood but it didn't show like any of the actual killing and the impact mm. which made it even more impactful mm. I think. You know, mm. like where Hitchcock will do the thing where like he'll show you the action before, cut away to it, and then you'll see like a splatter on the wall, and then your mind has to fill in what's going on. So it's even even more crazy. And that's what I love when I love when directors do that. And I think oh, it's yeah. better than showing the actual gore, the actual kill, which which I mm. think is is bogged down by too many movies nowadays. Like, oh, there's someone who 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 gets shot, but if you see the gun cuts away and you see the splatter on the wall, then your brain has to fill it in. And I think it's crazy. And yeah, the kid was on the ground screaming, and then you see the things eating him. I was like, oh god, oh. what? Like, what is this movie rated? Like, oh god, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good moment. Uh, I love the two little kids. They're great. <laughs> what was his name? Mayhem and what was the other oh, one? Oh god, um, they kept saying it too. It's yeah. like, oh, probs, yeah, probs, yeah. Yeah. probs, mayhem and probs. It's like, all right, all right. Like Reginald goes, my name's Mayhem. <laughs> Yo, and he's like freaking seven. <laughs> I was pumped when he had that. We finally found out what was in the Super Soaker. I was like, what the heck is he going to have in the Super Soaker? And then it was gasoline. And I did not see that coming. And it was great. Where does a seven-year-old get gasoline in the hood? <laughs> I don't Everybody know. else's car. Everyone else's yeah. car. Yeah, like he's, he siphoned it. He got a hose and everything. And he siphoned it, put it in his Super Soaker. <laughs> that's a crafty Like, Yeah, you know, right? we all learned this on East End. Seven-year-old. So ridiculous. He's going <laughs> But this movie was so interesting, and I was uh, watching an interview with John Boyega, and he was saying how uh, going from that to to the Force Awakens. I think he did go from this to Force Awakens because oh, wow. he was saying how it's been a long time, and you know he was getting really you know kind of worried about his career and where it would go. But he said it's crazy how people still like this movie, and it's so unique, and it actually didn't do that well overseas. It did better here in North America, and he was saying that we're really the ones who kept it alive and. You know, kept the fandom going. I thought that was really interesting. Like, why? Well, like, why do you think that is that it got such a good reception over here as opposed to there? Because he really harped on that in an interview. I just think I it's mean, a campy film, and I don't. Yeah. I wonder if overseas doesn't really do camp. Like, this movie knew what it was, and it played to that. Like, it knew that it was not really something to be taken super serious. Although, you know, like what Greg said. The, the character development I thought was also probably the strongest point of it but like it was it was a goofy movie I mean that's what it was supposed to be and I think they knew that that's what it was so I think that the campiness of it I don't know if that did really well if that hit well over there you know we're easy to please <laughs> <laughs> no I mean like there's a you know it's a it's a numbers thing I think for sure um, I don't want to get too nerdy but um that's what we're here for. Please. No, really. Please. Please. I mean, that's like, what it's... You have 300 and some odd million people here, right? And we all kind of pay attention, I think, that from when things come from the UK. Um, you know, we're like, oh, all right, cool. If they were to do a US version of this, it's not going to be as good. Um, and I think that we just accept it right away because there's been so much gold that's come from the UK at this point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially like around uh, that time frame. That came out in 2011. Yeah. And that was right around the time, or maybe even just before that, where like Doctor Who really started to take off again, right? Like it really, or there's 2005, but then you have Eccleston and Tennant after Tennant's run, we have Smith, and that's when a lot of people started paying attention with Smith, um, which is a shame because Tennant's the best one ever. Eccleston. Anyways, um, but then you have stuff like you have uh, Torchwood coming out of those offshoots, you have Broadchurch, you have 
um, just so much, like so many, like all the Guy Ritchie movies, a lot of people started paying more attention to. And now Guy Ritchie's not even doing like his typical stuff anymore. He's doing like freaking like King, King Arthur, Arthur movies and like I, Sherlock Holmes. But which it does look like the same kind of Guy Ritchie thing. You know, with, no, with King Arthur, I'm not, not sure. Snatch. Like, have you, have you guys <laughs> seen the, the the Have you guys seen the trailer it's for King snatch. Arthur? Yeah, yeah. Not yet. I, I, yeah. I watched 30 seconds and I couldn't finish it. No, I, I think I've it looks fun. It you know, it's it stars you know D- D- uh, Jax Teller from uh, Sons yeah. of Anarchy, and he's he's acting like the same like same way you know just like like UK gangster, but in medieval times, and yeah. he's also King Arthur. <laughs> you know, like they're King Arthur. They're people. Enough. He has a crew of you know like rough guys, and you know, and he's just like, yeah, you know, we're gonna take over, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and it becomes the. I was like, what? This is this is weird. And Do you want me to storm your castle? Well. Is that what you want me to do right now? Really? <laughs> you want me to hold you up with a bow and arrow? With my broadsword? Charlie Hunnam just hasn't gotten out of his American accent yet, though, and he's still like always talking about doing it for his family, and they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, I gotta get it. <laughs> Charlie, there's no motorcycles. Oh, my it's God. Fucking, you know, it's the medieval times. <laughs> he I really, up, he's like, I'm going to need the cut. Yeah, yeah. Give me the cut. <laughs> the cut? <laughs> I really hope he's in uh, in in Pacific Rim Two because I know oh, yeah. I know John Boyega is John Boyega is going to be in there. That's going to be interesting. Huh? Really? Yeah. Oh, what if he's in a stormtrooper mech? Oh. <laughs> All my dreams would be coming true at that point. If that's the truth, then the the official order of the movies would be Attack the Block, and then the three Star Wars movie that John Boyega is going to be in, and then Pacific Rim Two. It's perfect. <laughs> All creature feature. <laughs> Now, would you guys recommend this movie to somebody who hasn't seen it, or or do you think ah, it's it's kind of past its time, or do you think like future generations or maybe one of your friends like might enjoy this movie? I definitely I think, think I if you enjoy like the the hot fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, you know, end of the like uh, World's End type World's of end. movies, like, and that's what I was I was expecting the ending of this movie to be the way that Hot Fuzz ended, where it's just like the entire <laughs> town was getting murdered, like just murked by this one dude. <laughs> So I was half expecting it to end that way, but yeah, I mean, if you're into those types of movies, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I did. So that's my answer. True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I will pass the knowledge along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just great. It's good fun, in my opinion. You know, like, all the characters are likable at some point or another, right? Even that, like, Dickhead, like ultimate drug dealer guy, Hi, had his, like badass. <laughs> yeah. right? That guy, that, that guy was just so relentless at just being a jerk. It was yeah. ridiculous. It's like you don't see these aliens around here, but you still want to teach Moses a lesson because you think he's trying to be you. You think he's trying to run, quote unquote, your block. And he's yeah. just like, I'm gonna do you in, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you a lesson, yeah. And it's like, he's like, like, bro, look, there's aliens right there, mate. And he's like, I'm not falling for that. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> even after his friend was attacked, he's still not falling for it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. When that dude stepped out of the elevator that was yeah that yeah. was badass i was like oh yeah, i'm i'm not so going to touch with a 10-foot pole because you're nope. going to bite my head off and you're a person that's why he owns the block right there that's that the guy's just, just covered in blood like like he just walked, walked out of the set of like a cure or something like that and he's yeah. just like you might want to take the next one mate <laughs> that poor dude so uh that, that dude the hipster drug dealer i think his name was bruce yeah. that oh. was really smart but no one listened to him and he just wanted to be included and yep. he got like, wanted friends. Hey, That's all he wanted, man. And then his his dad's car got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's I great. loved it. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so speaking yeah. of which, like, I mean, I mean that 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 stupid jerky drug <laughs> dealer guy was was my favorite character. He was so he was so unreal. He was like a caricature of of I guess what goes on over there, and it must be. Uh, you know, so, so something that uh, the director's seen, or maybe some of the the people who are writing the script, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we gotta have this character in it," because there's always yeah. this kind of person around this kind of block or whatever. So, uh, who, who are you guys uh, like your favorite character or characters? Um, I already told you, it's it's uh, Mayhem and Probs. They're just fucking great. It's great. They just need a big wheel, and then <laughs> just riding down the hall like in uh, The Shining. Just yeah, they see them rolling. They hate <laughs> Gasoline. Um, the other one though, the I can't remember his name, but the the white kid that was with them, yeah. who always had that like stupid beanie on. Pest, I think his name uh, was. Yeah. Pest, 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 yeah, Pest. Yeah, Pest. Yeah. He he was great. He was a great character, just loyal and a good good dude. Um, just down for a good time. <laughs> Yeah. I did like Dennis. 
when he went and Dennis. like rescued uh, Moses from the cop car. Oh right. Oh yeah, yeah. Who is that? The, was great. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, no, it. I think past. Yeah, it was past. I think he past. was kind of. You know, I think uh, Moses was supposed to be kind of the the ringleader, but it seemed that Pest was really the one that kept the group like together, which was always yeah. weird. He was always like the voice of reason that was like, "Hey guys, we have to do this." Like, and then when he got his like leg bitten, like he oh, was yeah. kind of the, the olive. But branch. he still hit on ha- on Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like, Where's your boyfriend? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's he doing in Uganda? Like, <laughs> that was great. He was like, you know, you kind of fit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, look at you. But, like, when he got his leg bitten, he was kind of that olive branch that bridged that group to um, uh, Jodie Whittaker's uh, character. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But, like, you know, she was locking herself in the room trying to call the cops on him. And then he's like, yo, you have to save my life. And then she, like, that's when she interacted with that group for the first time. So I really liked him, too. I think that would be my my character. Yeah. I, I like how he kept on trying to, like, be like, yeah, but, like... We, we bugged you, but then we saved you, and then you saved me, and then we saved you again. So, like, we're kind of even, right? And she's like, no. She's not. like, no. You, <laughs> Shut you, up. You robbed me. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to do that. It like, the knife was only hurt to scare you to make it go faster. Yeah. <laughs> it was an yeah he was like, yeah, we were just as scared as you were. Like, come on. Why are you being such a whip? We're over it. Why aren't you over it? <laughs> there we go. I, I always love these kind of movies where they're in like a normal setting, like 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 what you said earlier with Hot Fuzz and uh, and and Shaun of the Dead. But they have all these like fantastical things that happen, like uh, you know World's End, and and I I, I want to see like they used to have its own its own genre. I think you know these normal everyday movies, but then something weird <laughs> happens, something like paranormal goes down. Like I think at World's End, it was uh, it was aliens, right? Like robot aliens yeah. or, or something body like snatchers. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it. I think a lot of people really like that because it's more easily relatable, right? Like, it's like you banality can see yourself. Action. Like you've seen, yeah, you've seen that building, right? You, you've walked by that a million times, and like sometimes you wonder, like, oh, who, like who lives in there? Or like maybe you are like Bruce, and you're like listening to gangster rap music, and then when like the actual gangsters show up, you like hide your earbuds <laughs> so they don't mug you for it. I love that really part. quickly. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Non-discreetly. Let's all get in the elevator. Um, <laughs> but you know these people. Like, you've seen them uh, in one capacity or another. So you can easily put yourself in this position. Whereas I think that's why I don't like fantasy as much as a lot of other people do. Because, like, I just can't, like, see myself. And, like, I would probably be dead in, like, 30 seconds in medieval times. And that's probably why I can't see myself. You need a wizard hat, Greg. That's what you're telling me. I need me. a wizard hat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I would be like the guy who like tries to like I'm like, yeah, I'm a rogue and like pick a pocket and then I get caught immediately and there goes like my hand. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's more like me. Like um like Jafar in Aladdin yeah. in, the, in the stupid dungeon, hobbling around. That would probably be me as an old man in that time. But in these like more modern movies that take place in a more modern time, you you can just visualize and I think I don't know, maybe that's just like an an American mentality where it's like, yeah, like I can see myself here. I like this. Cause it has to do with me. Hooray. <laughs> yeah, and I think these movies do a lot better than like these huge, uh, like the movie um, Skyline with uh, Donald Faison. You know, right off the get go, it's like, oh, aliens invading, things are exploding, boom, instead of just, you know, building up these characters that yeah. you're supposed to care about. And especially here that, like, these are just kids. These are, you know, like these street urchins. And especially uh, you get John Boyega, who was so young, and he and he did a great job. Like, I was just thinking of who, who could possibly replace him in this role, and I, I really don't know. I mean, is there like a really, like, a young actor? Or actress nowadays that can fill this lead role? I, I, I don't know. Well, there goes my secret question. Time to think of a new one. <laughs> um, I, I think this, this is just good science fiction through and through. In my opinion, a good science fiction story makes you care about the people first and you get to know the characters and then the plot is interesting. And I mean, that's, that's true, I think, for Blade Runner. It's certainly true for me for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much true on like I robot because that was not a very good science fiction movie. But maybe, but, like, maybe that, that that's why I don't care for Fireflies. I never cared for any of the characters. Seriously? The yeah, yeah so it's just like Firefly. But it's yeah, the life and times like, of, of Han guys. Solo. <laughs> There's oh so God, many nerds that like just got Fireflies. Yeah. Oh, dude, like <laughs> yeah, I mentioned it every that. chance I possibly can. Yeah, he just does. To get that. <laughs> dude, I'll go to a comic and be like, I don't like Fireflies. <laughs> As it's getting and carried out of the fucking venue. 
Dude, then there's like like, like lightsabers that spark up and like random like mm-hmm. cosplays from nowhere. What did he say? Get him! <laughs> He's not one of us. And then while Serge said, he goes, I think Man of Steel is the best Superman movie ever. <laughs> I never said that. I do think it's a good movie, but I never said it was best. best <laughs> yeah. He says many of things. It's controversial. Yeah, I, I picked something like, like like Battlestar Galactica over Firefly. You know, it's different mood though. Like I love Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, it's different than it. It's just just better. Beats Bears, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Beats Bears, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I, I love. Like, it. Is a crime. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's just different. Like Fireflies, more jackasses in space, which I love. Like they're just like trying to survive. They're trying to like make it through. And Battlestar Galactica is like the last of humanity, and they have to go through. And they're infiltrated by Cylons, but we don't know which ones are Cylons and which ones are humans, or if that even really fucking matters at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, towards the end of that, they really got their heads up their own asses. Like, what yeah. if, surprise, they're all not real? What if they're angels? And I was just like, oh, God, really? Yeah. really? I, 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 when, when TV shows or movies do that, it's like they try to go into this whole, like Lost. I mean, Lost yeah. Lost was good, but not all the way through. And towards mm-hmm. the end, I, I think J.J. Stott stop with it because you just started to make Star Trek or whatever and they're just like how do we end this thing what are they maybe they're all dead maybe they're not are they in a church are they not are they off the island on the island is this a dream and I'm that's just like, so lazy it's just like I don't know what are they uh, I don't know I guess they're dead that's good write it in we're done wrap <laughs> yeah. it up boys <laughs> until this day JJ still won't answer like I, I love it there was uh, I think he was in the UK and he was at a press junket and people were asking questions about Star Wars and some guy was like yeah can I just what happened in Lost yes so many so many yes so many give this man a medal or something and he just got Who's the cool out of the world yeah, he's asking the tough questions. We all want answers to. You see a lens yeah, I find it. I find that bad storytelling when people are just like, "Oh, we're gonna leave it up to your imagination." I'm like, I did not watch the story that you told me for six years for you to leave it for my interpretation. Like, no, you took me on this journey. You fucking finish it. You finish it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a really good point. My interpretation is everybody had a great time and then they went home. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They all they all just enjoyed the island. Yeah, everybody just hung out. So they figured out why they were pushing story. that button all that time. <laughs> the, the cruise was over, so they all just got back on the boat and they went back. It didn't matter that it wasn't Penny's boat; it was a boat. So they just took not them back. Penny's boat. Yeah, not Penny's boat. <laughs> oh man, I did that on one of the streams when I was uh, playing Quantum Break because um, Charlie was in that. And there's a point where spoilers, uh, he dies. So I like I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the foreshadowing, and I'm like, oh god, what do I do? What do I do? And I scribble down, not Penny's boat on my hand, and I did it in a <laughs> sharpie, so it was just on my hand for like five days. And people are like, why? It's say not Penny's boat on your hand. I was like, it's oh, a longer story than it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of longer stories than what it's worth, it is getting to be about that time. We're over an hour, just about an hour into the podcast, which means it's time for my secret question. Secret question. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, Chris. I thought for sure you were going to jump into that. Secret song. question. There it is. There we go. I love it. Um, so this week for Movie Club, we talked about Attack the Block, the uh, science fiction 2011 sleeper cult hit at least it was a hit here in america uh we talked about what we like we didn't like favorite characters we talked about actually we didn't really talk about what we didn't like because we pretty much just liked the movie because it was great um but something they did not fill in for us is the origin of these aliens and what the relationship of the female was to the males hmm. guys for my secret question it's more of a secret speculation i want to hear your thoughts on what these aliens were and why they came to earth and we're going to start with Surge because we never start with Surge. It's all a metaphor like Big Fish or Life of Pi. Uh. They're actually not real. They're reflections of the kids. And it's all a metaphor for the kids growing up and getting better. And, you know, that's what I was thinking watching this movie. I'm like, is this is this all like a metaphor? Like these aliens aren't really real. In the end, it's actually just them confronting their dark inner demons because Ooh. they're on a path, you know, that they shouldn't be on. And this is a reflection of that. And they have to fix themselves. And once they realize like their own self-worth and they realize that they're better than being just like these like street urchins and thugs, they can just move on with their lives and become better people. That answer got less and less bullshit the more you talked about it. <laughs> I, I know, right? I can't right? tell it's if it's really good bullshit or actually <laughs> thought more, Make sure to listen to us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, what about you? So 
it kind of made me think of like uh, was like a fox chase. Like again, a really British pastime where like mm-hmm. they all go after the one fox. I feel like like these aliens mating season is basically like a fox hunt. <laughs> we're like, all right, we're gonna give them a three parsec uh, heads up, and then we're gonna go after them. <laughs> <laughs> and they sound the trumpets and unleash the bloodhounds <laughs> across the galaxy. We go. Um, Jason, what about you? I'm gonna be the guy that doesn't have the deep answer. It's just good weed. Just good weed, man. <laughs> just good <Yeah>. weed. <laughs> nice, uh, Vincent. Um, I actually, I you know, I'm not gonna lie. Serge's explanation sounds pretty damn good. Like, the female represents the bad mistakes that Moses makes, and like that that girl, that bitchy girl, was just like, yeah, everything you do, everything you, it's always getting trouble, and like, you know, that it's like they mugged her. Uh, Jodie Whittaker's char- uh, character, and then it was, you know, the bad decision. However, uh, to give a actual quantifiable answer more than just that, um, I think that they were... I feel like the female probably fell to Earth, and when they got killed, like, you know, as they said, like, with the UV light, it's kind of like uh, like a queen bee, right? Like, this must have been, like, the queen of whatever hive of things that this was, and that um, that blood then released, like, that scent, like, with, you know, again, with bees, and, ev- like, everything just swarmed over to it to try to get their, their brood mother back. Nice. Um, my, actually, I have a similar answer to Vincent and Chris. I think... That it's more of like that classic like alien princess tries to escape the kingdom and it's like the guards trying to get her back. So it's not like quite a mating season, but it's definitely like they have her sent and hmm. they need to get her back at any cost. And the reason why she lashed out on um, Moses or Finn, whoever you, whichever one you want, whichever <laughs> you want to go with. Um, the reason why she lashed out is because she's afraid and she thought that maybe he was one of them. And then when she realized he wasn't, she just like took off hmm. and hit. Because that's the first thing she does is hide. She doesn't right. kill. She doesn't do anything. She hides. That's true. So it tells me she's not violent, that she's just trying to get away from something. And if the creatures, uh-huh. like the the other ones, like they're distinctly different and like they're they're black and he's all got his face all covered and looks all like, yeah. you know, so maybe. So she's running yeah, away from an like, arranged marriage. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Knew it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is this is really a lot. This <laughs> is what happens when Jasmine leaves the leaves Toontown in Roger Rabbit, and then crash lands in England, and she off looks of the different. International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sandra Bullock is spinning around with George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It's terrible. And then you have underneath the ocean, you have this rift opening where other creatures are coming out. <laughs> It all ties to together. To <laughs> At the same time, the Cloverfield monster is attacking New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And then, and then John Goodman is hiding in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> yeah, completely unrelated somehow, but not. Who but knows not. Both. Yeah, but still aliens. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great oh movie, by the way. I was. It was, it was amazing. Really good. It's, it's, especially cool. in the end, where, where where she's standing on the car and she sees it's an alien ship, and she's like, "You've got to be kidding me." Yeah, <laughs> like what he was, was worse? telling the truth the whole time. Yeah, so what was worse, that or back down in? The <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Ten oh, Cloverfield yeah. Lane. I, I I saw that movie. Uh, we did a movie club on that, or not movie club. We just did. We saw that for a podcast. Um, I saw that with my buddy Carl and Sean, and I've never seen two people more terrified than that that like sudden accident scene. They're like, "Oh my god!" They're like, up, like alert, like <laughs> fight or flight had kicked in for them. And I'm like, "Dude, we're in a theater. Like, chill out. It's fine. It's cool." <laughs> I love those movie reactions. They're great. Yeah. Uh, we're dissolving, Serge. Why don't you take us on? All right, everyone, home. thank you for joining us for the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. Make sure to check us out every Thursday at 9:30 Eastern Standard Time on Twitch TV. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Insta Ham, where you can get instant. Ham. On today's episode, we talked about Attack the Block in a very special edition of Movie Club, issue number 68. Also, make sure to join us uh, live each and every week as we also do gaming on Booster Greg's channel, twitch.tv slash Booster Greg, uh, twitch.tv slash uh, Debuted Menace for Dave, and Bad Cody Funky, twitch.tv as well. On today's episode, we had with us Jason. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And where can people find you? 
Oh, uh, Instagram, uh, Jay's Mac. And uh, Christopher, thanks for joining us as well. Where can people find you? I'll allow it. Uh, you can find me at, at, at Nortelius, N-O-R-T-E-L-L-I-U-S, pretty much everywhere. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And Vincent. Mm-hmm. It's true. Bleed that, fam. <laughs> <laughs> also, this day was Booster Greg. Thanks, bruv. <laughs> and I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for joining us each and every Thursday on Twitch TV slash Bad Goody Funky. Look forward to the replays throughout the week and tune in with us next week as we talk about a new subject and topic. Make sure you check out BadGoodyFunky.com for everything you actually care about. And we do uh, everything there for fun and we have a good time. And thank you all for watching, listening, and coming together to be nerdy. Until next time, guys, we'll see you later or we'll see you another time. <laughs> or never. Or we'll see you never. Bruv. All right, we are going on in five, four, wait, what the fuck? You can count, you can do this. Whose thing is that? I believe in you. For some reason, OBS put someone's camera in the middle of the... Okay, that was weird. Is it mine? It should be me. <laughs> no, it was... I uh, am the was, center. Was, was you will all be judged. Reason. Well, that's exciting. I can move the window to my under right. monitor, and Chris right. is just like... <laughs> <laughs> he does that. He takes over. <laughs> I'm in the machine. I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I he to, is like, the Matrix. <laughs> okay. So, board is green. Everything looks good. And in five, four, three... Thank you.